This is definitely not how I imagined my Sunday would go, but welcome back to another episode of Stretch and Chat. Um, you know, after an abysmal showing at Palace earlier in the week, uh, Ollie does it again. He pulls off the impressive victory over City. And I don't know what kind of dark magic that Ollie is. is it's yeah, Norwegian dark magic. Norwegian dark magic. An impressive 2 0 away victory. It was scrappy, not going to lie. I mean, it wasn't convincing or anything, but I'll take that any day. You know, I- I'm going to embrace the fact that we are penalty merchants. And I don't care. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, three points away from home at the Etihad. You'll take that any day of the week. I mean, the way we were, t- we were talking about this game last podcast, you would think that we were on our way to a funeral, right? <laughs> I mean, I think I think that my prediction was 4-0 City and yours was something along the lines of 2-0 City, right? So we didn't even give ourselves, you know, a shout at goal. And here we are getting a clean sheet, 2-0 against City, a team that's been on a 21-game win streak, 28 unbeaten um, since November, which, you know, is just insane. And, you know, for us to end that streak just makes it all all sweeter, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only way we were going to score was through a penalty. So, you know, thank the heavens that um, the first 30 seconds of the game, I don't know what Gabriel Jesus was doing. He just decided to go for Anthony Martial's ankles and, and you know, just foul him completely. It was a clear penalty. And I think that, you know, that really set the tone for the game. I think it, I think it um, probably rattled City a little bit as well um, and just played into our hands. I'm just glad it was a really deserved penalty. Like if it was some, you know, gray area, handball. BAR, yeah, yeah, I mean, all that stuff, yeah. No, it was a stonewall penalty. Yeah, no one, no one's That was pretty it, yeah. dumb of Jesus. But Jesus gives <laughs> and takes. But listen, the I think overall, this wasn't a one of those matches where De Gea had to make unbelievable saves and, you know, we barely won, I guess. And well, yeah, because De Gea wasn't well, there. Well, I mean, like, so. <laughs> like, what would normally happen, right? Right, right, De Gea, right. De Gea, you know, I you probably remember, like, two, year, two three years ago, um, we came back from 2-0 down, right, with Jose and everything, but De Gea made, like, three or four unreal saves. City has, they, they didn't really threaten, in my opinion. Like, they had a couple of chances, but nowhere near where, you know, to the extent that I thought, oh, my God, like, we're we're about to concede two or three. I mean, they did have a lot of possession, but I think credit has to go to our back line today. I think they did a fantastic job. And also, shout out to Raheem Sterling. He still hasn't scored against United. 22 matches. We're going to have to build a statue for Raheem one day. May it live forever. Exactly. May that streak continue forever. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, no, it was... uh... You know, I mean, yeah, g- absolutely give credit to our, our back line and as well as our um, midfield and McTominay and Fred in terms of, you know, keeping shape, defending and trying to break down their passing play as much as possible. Um, credit is due there for sure. But I also think that City, maybe like we rubbed off on them a little bit in the sense that they've, you know, really struggled with that final pass in the final third. Um, they didn't like you said they didn't create the most clear-cut chances you know which is something that we've struggled with for the past three four games you know like that final pass um in the final third has just been missing and today they just they just they didn't 
they didn't seem like they were on it today. Um, sure. Yeah, you're right. That possession, you know, they could paint the ball back and forth. They created opportunities, but not clear cut. Um, so yeah, it was one of those, but again, man, like, don't get me wrong. I love three points, right? Love it. Especially at the Etsy had. Okay. We're second place. It's feeling good. Um, but you know, again, I don't think we necessarily played too well, like in the sense that I just, you know, and I don't want to get flamed for this because I know everyone's really happy about the win, but I'm just trying to put it in perspective. Um, you know, it did seem like we reverted back to this sort of like what we were comfortable with in the past couple of years, which is sit back, absorb all the pressure and then hit on the counter and hopefully City, you know, doesn't score their chances, right? That's kind of what this game felt like. Um, and I kind of hope that we were past that because the last result that we had against City, we drew, but I felt like we were on even playing field. Now, maybe that was just because City, you know, at that time they were like ninth in the table and they weren't that great. And we were, you know, on the up and doing well. Um, but you know, this time around, like city, like dominated, but we did take our chances, you know, on the counter. I think given that starting 11, you know, and the way it's been playing over the past month, playing like absolute shit, I think yeah, we, we could expect, I much. think this was the best case scenario. Yeah, you're right. And it, a little bit, a little bit luck, a little column A and a little column B, you know, we, we defended well. So I think how we should think about this is this win only counts if we win the next match against West Ham. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I think that the biggest part about this win is the hope that it spurs on the lads to end this abysmal month that, that we've had. You know, like this is, a, I hope this is a big confidence boost, you know, and I just hope that the, that the goals start flowing in because now we're getting on the business end of the season. Um, and if we really want to solidify our, you know, our, our, our top four chances, which we're in a good position to do that. You know, we really need to crack on and start winning games, start scoring goals, which we haven't done this past month. So I really hope that this game, um, you know, changes that. Man, we really picked one hell of a time to start to, to find our first win in a while. Actually, it's a yeah. score in a while too. I don't think, I can't remember. It was at three matches, right? We were... three, three matches. Yeah. yeah. No, no goals. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, um, also shout out to uh, our, our very own Roberto Carlos, um, our English Roberto yeah. Carlos. <laughs> you know, I saw that trending on Twitter after the game, it's just randomly, uh, Roberto Carlos trending. And it was just like memes of like Luke Shaw with, uh, Ro Roberto Carlos's, uh, face and, and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, man, he, what a game, right? Like you would argue that it was a man of the match performance from, from Luke Shaw today. I think he had a shout, um, We'll also talk a little bit about Martial because I think he could have had a, a shout for that as well. I think he played well. You know, we'll talk about the miss too, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he played well. But yeah, uh, Luke Shaw, you know, he's just been, he's, you know, when you think about players of the season for, for our team, right? Uh, obviously, Bruno's in for a shout. Um, I think Rashford's in there, but Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw is in there as well. I think, man, he's been playing tremendous. And he today, you know, he shut down, um sterling which isn't hard because sterling's not going to score anyways against us mm -hmm. that's whatever uh but uh going forward uh yeah luke shaw was a threat and man if we could just unlock our our fullbacks we could be that much better of a team if we can get our fullbacks into attacking and get them in and amongst the play and them being threatening 
um, I think we'd be a much better team. But, you know, Luke Shaw, yeah, the the second goal, I mean, you know, what a what a great play. Just takes it really well and then just bombs down the flank. Prime Roberto Carlos <laughs> finds Rashford, takes it back, and then just a really, really good finish. And another really timely goal. I think that was a big theme this game. I think we got two really timely goals that made the difference in the game because um, right before that goal, Rodri, you know, hit the crossbar, right? Um, and that could have changed the whole entire game. So the fact that he missed that and then we go and score and we're up 2-0 all of a sudden, margins. It's just, it's margins. And then we just kind of cruise throughout the throughout the rest of the game. Also, shout out to Hendo for that hell of a pass. One hell of a pass to Shaw. It was some Chad-like movement. I don't know what it was, but he just yeeted the ball across the field. Yeet. I, I mean, say what you will about De Gea, and I, I know we all think De Gea is still the better goalkeeper, but I definitely do not think Dave would have done that in that context. Um, Hendo saw, I mean, this is his uh, second assist, if you count the uh, first. Uh, oh, no, oh, that yeah, wasn't but... that wasn't an assist either, but you remember the West Ham? It was it was a hockey hockey assist, assist yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Hendo, uh, solid game from him today, I'd say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he he also had a shout right. I mean, he, you know, he just made the saves that we needed, and then he was he he was a presence in the box. You know, from corners, set set pieces, he came out, claimed the ball, and yeah, it was, he was confident, which is something that De Gea didn't doesn't really do that well, right? Come and claim the ball, things like that. You know, he gets bullied in the box and Henderson's been able to avoid that. Uh, and especially today, he was solid. Yeah. Can't complain. I think we'll get back to Hendo later because um, I think he'll be starting the next few matches. Uh, also, congratulations to D- uh, David for on his newborn child. I don't know if it was a son or girl. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> a son or daughter. I wasn't sure. But congrats yeah. to him and his wife uh, for... Um, girlfriend. As a I girlfriend. Think. Okay. Uh, girlfriend on, on their new child. Okay, uh, any other standout performances I'm thinking? Oh, Martial. I think um, Martial definitely, you know, it was a bounce-back performance um, from his late or, like, season form, I guess. Yeah, and you know. it's been acknowledged by Ole yeah, yeah. as well, right? Like, like even in the, in the post-game, and it's rare that Ole does this because Ole, the way he manages is that he remains uber-positive, right? He won't spill anything into the media like Jose Mourinho does, right? Where if he's dissatisfied with players or the style of play he'll say it but Ole is oh you know we'll we'll just get better you know we're improving we'll just focus on the next game and but after the game he's like you know yeah it's great to see Marshall playing well because obviously he's had a bit of a tough go this season so you know even Ole has acknowledged that Marshall's had a really really tough season and he has there's no running away from it um but in this game he played really well he had some good link up play um, held the ball up really well. He looked threatening sometimes, created the penalty. Um, and then, yeah, obviously uh, he had that uh, big chance that could have put us up 3 nothing. And But characteristic of his season, he just has not been clinical in front of goal. At that moment, I thought the ref was going to call the foul, but I realized the ball had just moved on a little bit and Martial was through. I think he was a little caught off by that a bit. I was. It was just like, it was kind of like, it just popped up <laughs> for him, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a golden chance. I mean, he has to bury that. Yeah. There's no excuse for that one, right? I mean... I mean he had both uh, corners, right? But it went directly at Ederson. So that, there's no excuse for that. Um, what I will say about his performance in the first half, I thought he had a great moments, you know, holding up the ball, but literally there's just no one around him. 
no one to support him. And I think it's just the way we set up. I think if we had Pogba, oh man, I think he would have definitely helped. Um, instead of having yeah, Fred, yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Pogba and McTominay. I mean, we've said <laughs> yeah, this no, many I times. I agree. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair to Fred, like he 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 put in a, a good shift, but you know, I think it still stands that overall, I I just don't think that he's a player we want for the long term. I just think we want a bit more quality um, in the midfield. I think there was a couple times today where the city press um, sort of you know did its job on Fred, whereas I think if we had a more composed midfielder, um, that wouldn't be the case, and you know we we wouldn't be put in tough scenarios because Fred often did lose the ball in very vulnerable positions and it almost cost us. It didn't this time, but it might next. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, just, but we got to work with what we got. Right. And especially with our, with our injuries now piling in, um, you know, Fred's been like one of the most consistent players in terms of playtime. I think, you know, if you, if, if you look at minutes played behind McGuire, I think Fred's got to be up there. He's like an engine. He's very, yeah. I don't think he really gets injured often. Um, yeah, I, I'm just so uneasy watching him play. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you have this. Because he weird, lost the ball. Yeah, he, he loses the ball. He, he, yeah, and like his uh, wild tackles too when he loses the ball, and like rarely, I think like 95 percent of the time he misses um, as soon as he uh, loses the ball. Yeah, injuries are kind of concerning for us at the moment uh, with Cavani and Rashford. Rashford's playing with a torn shoulder. I don't know what it is. Is he? Yeah, there was an article about. So he injured himself against the um, against Arsenal a couple months ago, and I think it was a torn shoulder muscle or whatever. But he was planning on having an operation after the Euros. Like he can still play through it, but um, it's it's uncomfortable that his hold up play is a bit difficult and it, it hurts it to run. Apparently, right. according to okay. the Telegraph, I think it was. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, injuries has been an issue for us now lately. I hope that we're, you know, going to get over this injury bug period um, with Pogba coming in, I think maybe mid to end of March, hopefully. Um, and I thought we had Cavani back, but again, he wasn't in the squad today. I, apparently he got injured in the training session. Um, even even Luke, Luke Shaw was I think before this game, he was a doubt as well as Martial. He was also a doubt. So that's a bit concerning. And obviously Rashford's going to go for a scan tomorrow. Um, so we'll see if his ankle's okay. Um, so concerning, concerning. But yeah, I hope they're all okay. Because if not, we're, we're, we're in trouble again. Yeah, I mean, Tejas should 100% be starting Thursday. 100%. I think Tejas is a very worthy replacement. I think he's played well in the minutes, in the limited minutes he's had. Cavani is a bit worrying because um, now we're starting to see his age a bit, perhaps. Maybe he mm. it takes a bit. The injuries. Yeah, I think so. And maybe that's why we've been sort of hesitant in extending his contract. I think we have PTSD with uh, because of Ibra. Sort of similar situation. Yeah. Right? Um, kind of like on the older side. And then he got, well, his was a big injury, so it's different, but... Um, you know, when he got that big injury and then after he came back and then he, he got these little micro injuries and it piled up and then he just never played again. So hopefully we don't see that with uh, Cavani because I think we're, we're, we're in talks now for, for an extension, um, extending him for, for one year. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as of right now, we definitely extend him. I mean, what other options do we have? Holland going forward. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I know you want to mention that. Yeah, speaking of Holland, uh, he had a I guess decent weekend for him personally. Maybe not so for his team. Um, but yeah, I know getting Eric Holland in the summer transfer window is a pipe dream. I think that's not. Gonna if happen. we don't <laughs> extend Cavani, I really do think we're gonna go. We're gonna go for a hard run for Holland. I really do believe that. Yeah, but I think Dortmund said that they're not gonna that they're not gonna let him go this year. I think they said that twenty twenty two is the year that he goes. But isn't the release clause lower than what he would go for now? I have no idea what his uh, contract situation so is. I think the honest. argument for Dortmund selling uh, Holland now is because one, they're still affected by COVID, right? Getting one hundred fifty million plus for Holland right now would be an absolute, you know, godsend in terms of money for Dortmund. Second, um, I do think the release clauses is um, it would be significantly lower. I believe it's it was around ninety to a hundred, but they could get at least two hundred million if they wanted. Like I genuinely do believe that. Like if Holland were to walk into that city side, right, we we'd lose like seven seven one. Yeah. Like think about no, think about him finishing the chances that sterling can't so like it's either it's either them or us so i feel like we have to bite the bullet on this one i mean yeah i i would really hate to see him play for any other team besides us because it would just give us so much pain chelsea I mean, he is so so chelsea good. because they would ruin holland <laughs> i mean man chelsea i don't think chelsea's in because they've they've signed so many people already they've signed out like they already they already have their striker they can they can relax right we we need Man, again, this is a whole other topic, but you know, going into the summer, we need to improve the squad. And uh, Ollie's already said in his press conferences that you know everyone's been affected by COVID and and this and that, which is true. Crimea so River. He's already. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, but he's already kind of set our expectations that we're not really going to be doing any big business. So, and I don't know. I don't man. mean that for Ollie. I mean that to, to the board and the Glazers. I don't every yeah, club well, is because, like that right at the moment. I mean, like if you think about the Glazers ownership, and this is also another tangent, but um if you look at, you know, what their wealth consists of, it's mostly um large uh it's like a big portfolio of just commercial properties in the United States, which mostly consist of malls, right? Large commercial malls. And those malls have been hit the hardest by COVID. So they're not really getting a lot of money from those businesses. So you would imagine that they're probably taking out money from their more profitable businesses, which is Manchester United and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they, they actually own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the so NFL Super Bowl champions. So they did okay as well, I guess. Um, but yeah. Why don't we just sign Tom Brady and then he'll guarantee us the championship? Boom. <laughs> I think, yeah, if more than anything, we should just sign Tom Brady as like an advisor. Exactly. You know, and just and just have him like, like on the bench, on the pitch at all times, just I think that would make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I hope, you know, after that Super Bowl win, I hope the Glazers are like, I kind of miss this feeling at Old, Tra- yeah. Old Trafford. So winning. Winning. I forgot what that was like. Or maybe they were like, I, I genuinely do believe that they actually do not care. As long as we make money, <laughs> they do not care how we do. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Manchester United as 
as a business is very profitable and it will continue to do so as long as we have just this this status this mega mega club status right they don't necessarily care as soon as as soon as bad performances actually start affecting that um then that's when they'll care but i think it's not really impacting as much yeah uh so what's for this week so um the home leg against milan and believe home against west ham two matches i do feel like we should win we can win i don't think it's impossible but can we (laughs) you know yeah no well i mean so it was very doom and gloom before this city game right but now obviously there's some newfound optimism um but again i'm exactly it's sort of fake it's it seems like it's fake to me because um again i don't think that we necessarily played great against city we did our jobs right like i think we we got out there and we had a game plan and we're like this is what we're going to do this is the only way we can win with the way we're playing right now and we did it and we executed and things went our way we won great but i still think that you know in different different games different situations different teams um teams that are not going to have 80 percent of the possession and we have 20 and we can just hit them on the counter right it's more evenly matched um, we're gonna have more possession, and so can we create chances? You know, because because th- that's been our issue, right? We haven't been able to create chances when we have the ball, and it's fair to say that against AC Milan, against West Ham, we're gonna have more of the ball. Um, so it's can we create chances from that? You know, are we really out of this slump? Uh, and it's it's yet to be seen for me. Did the 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 jury's still out for that one? I can't really imagine Milan playing with the low block. But I could definitely see West Ham sitting back like they did in the FA Cup because that that match was an absolute bore. I, it, oh, of course, yeah, of course yeah. they will. Of, of course yeah, they yeah. will. I mean, that's 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 every that's the game plan of every single team that plays against us, except for Liverpool and City. You know, every single team is going to play defensive against us. Um, that's just the way it is, um, and we're going to see that especially with West Ham, but you know, just really quick touching on AC Milan. Um, again, yeah, it's, it's an intriguing matchup. Um, it's a shame that we're not going to see Zlatan in the first leg because of injury, you know, that sucks. Um, but you know, nonetheless, it's a, it's a really old rivalry. You know, I still, I still see the highlights on YouTube sometimes from when we played them in the champions league, you know, playing against Ronaldinho and when Beckham was on AC Milan and, uh, so yeah, just really, really good memories. Two fallen giants playing in the Europa League. That's where it's at, baby. We have so much in common, right? Two fallen giants that are both trying to resurge to the top because AC Milan is doing quite well, right? In the uh, in 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 Syria, o- only lately they've 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 dropped. So, and they won on the weekend. So good for them. Yeah, I really do feel like we're on very similar trajectories with Milan. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how we stack up against their their second, right? They're also second in the Serie A. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I can watch um, as I relax. You know, Premier League games. We've mentioned this. I don't feel relaxed. Exactly. But Europa League, I'm like, yeah, I know whatever happens, happens, right? It, it is what it is. And and I think the players are like that as well, right? I mean, we saw that with the um, first Real Sociedad game, right? The first away leg. Um, it was just more free play. There was just more open spaces. We weren't so fixated on defending, um, making sure that we're compact. We played more freely. So I think that we should see that again 
um, you know, this week against AC Milan. At least I hope so. And I think AC Milan's going to go for it too uh, because they feel like they have a, obviously a really good chance of going through. So it'll be a good, even game, I think. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And we'll see who gets backing rights. I mean, we have a, uh, we have a mutual friend who's a, who's a big AC Milan fan. So it would be kind of funny to throw some chirps his way. Yeah. But then again, we're both playing the Europa League. So I guess it- <laughs> we're both, we're both losers <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day. We, we're, we're the jokes. No, we are the clowns <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but I just want to see a rotated squad. Obviously, you know, I want to see Teo's play, Bayi play. I do think Matic will get the start with, uh, I mean, either McTominay or Fred, who knows? Um, it's like flipping a coin at this point. And yeah, uh, I mean, Dan I James. I mean, there's no way Marcus is playing this Thursday after his injury. I just can't see yeah. it. Yeah, no, I think I think Ole's going to be forced to not play them. <laughs> I think usually <laughs> he's like, he, he did it. They're injured, so he can't play them. Ole's like, uh, no, you can keep playing. I want to make you play. <laughs> It's like, I don't care if you tear your third shoulder, okay? You're playing. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, we're definitely going to switch it up. And uh, and it is what it is. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, so also touching on the West Ham game, uh, I believe, is that on a, it's on a Sunday as well? Yeah. Um, West Ham at home. And West Ham have, I mean, you know, yeah, they're, they're playing extremely well this season definitely punching above their weight um you know they've they've lost lately they've lost their latest game um but that was against city so you know it is what it is other than that i think they've won three in their last i think three in their last four or or something like that so uh, a good informed team i'm actually rooting for them to be in the top four this year Jay Lings. Jay Lings. Jay Lings. <laughs> I'm so happy for Jay Lings. Found his place. I, I don't think he'll come back. I think he's. I think he'll like living in London better. Anyway. Oh yeah, he loves. London. Yeah, yeah. He's like that kind of person. Yeah, yeah. He just loves the London lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, he definitely gives off that vibe. But I think um, you know West Ham. We we should be rooting for West Ham to to make the Champions League because that would mean either Chelsea, Spurs, or Liverpool. I mean, they won't make. Yeah, it. but that's not going to happen though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more likely. <laughs> I'd rather have Spurs than Chelsea. And Spurs are only like two points away from uh, that fourth spot, which is crazy. Like this, this season is crazy because everyone's yeah. going through like their banter moments. Like we've, we just, we just had a banter like month, you know? Yeah. No. So, so I guess moving more on to the league, the yeah. league table itself and what's been happening this season um, and where we're at, I think that it's actually comical that we're still second place and we've dropped so many points like the amount of draws that we've had in these in this month this terrible month and we're still second just just shows you like every single team all the top teams are all dropping points they're not playing consistent um it's just across the board right the only team that's been consistent was city um so yeah it's just i think it's crazy that we're still second I'm pretty sure Leicester supporters are extremely angry because, you know, whenever we've we've been matching our results, basically, I think. Yeah. (laughs) The one time we actually win, it's against City. So, I mean, they they won today against, uh, I forgot who they played today. It might have been Brighton, I think. Yeah, it was Brighton. Yeah, they were down 1-0, but they came back. But, yeah, I mean, Spurs had a really good victory. I mean, it looks like Gareth Bale 
um, got tired of golf or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a resurgence there. I mean, now he's he's playing consistently, and now he's just in and amongst the goals. You know, like I I saw a couple of memes of like, um, you know, Bale Bale and Kane linking up, and then and then Son is like, you know, kind of sad in the corner, <laughs> like, guys, come on, I want to join in. <laughs> yeah, we so, might be um, in. It, we're going to be in a hell of a finish at the end there because I mean, Jose. I mean, they're still in the Europa League as well. If they, if Gareth Bale like finds his form again, like that's very concerning because we still have to play them in April, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, Tottenham just goes through like this big, these big cycles where, because um, they they really rely on their front three, right? I mean, when they were, you know, winning games, doing really well, is because Kane and Son were just going crazy banana. So if now if it's Bale, uh, Son and Kane all going crazy, yeah, they're a threatening team all of a sudden again, you know, like all the defensive frailties and the midfield for Tottenham just goes out the window if they got those three firing on, on, on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a coincidence they, they've had that rough, rough stretch of games uh, when Reguilon was out. I really, I really rate um, Sergio Reguilon. I think he's a fantastic left back, but not better than Luke Shaw. Not better than Luke Shaw, definitely not. But I think Spurs will lose him in a, in a few years anyway. Because Real Madrid's like, thanks for holding on to him, you know. Gonna, oh, can, yeah. you, can you still go back? Yeah. Is there is there a buyback? That's there? the reason yeah. why we didn't go for Reguilon. Right, right, right. Yeah, hey, but that. it worked out better because maybe Reguilon would have uh, outperformed Shaw, right? I mean, Tails is good, Impossible. but I don't think he's good enough. I mean... Luke Shaw is the reincarnation of Roberto Carlos. So how is that possible? You know what I mean? <laughs> how, how could I say such a thing? <laughs> it's blasphemous. <laughs> um, so moving on to the other interesting result that uh, happened this weekend, and this is a big talking point. Um, <laughs> he's so excited to talk about it. We take solace in the misery of other teams. Liverpool, Liverpool lost at home to Fulham which makes it their sixth consecutive home loss. Buddy, you got you to gotta keep your excitement down a little bit. I'm only um, doing this because we won today. We, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I know. As, as United fans, the, the, the only you know, true joy that we do feel when our team are, is not performing is when other teams are going through pain. That's, that's our happiness. That's the source of our joy. And um, man... I honestly, I did not see this coming. I kind of thought that this was like a blip for Liverpool. I called it because I called it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I was wrong because I honestly thought that it was just like this short-term thing that they're going to fix, turn around, and then they're going to be competing for the title. But man, oof, it's a rough, rough stretch. Clearly, something's wrong. Klopp's got to change something. But you know why I felt that way? It's because I actually watched the um, like like full entirety of like one of those like poor results that they had. Like they had Salah, they had everyone. But they were like, it was concerning because like, I'm just watching. I'm like, this doesn't look like the team that I watched like a year ago. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I really wonder if them missing Van Dyke is like just that big, massive hole that just caused all of this because with, you know, Van Dyke not playing and then them having midfielders play at center back, I think it, it probably just changed the whole dynamic of their team. They just, they just don't. Mm, yeah i guess they just don't have the sense of urgency that they used to right the sense of intensity when they're going at teams when they're pressuring them they're just going constantly at you right they're not they're not stopping but now they're just a bit more 
uh, slow, lazy, like lackadaisical. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I, I, I watched the first half of the Fulham Liverpool game and Fulham were the better team straight up first half. They were the better team. They were the more most likely to score. Um, so like they deserved that result. It wasn't even Liverpool dominated, you know, and that's concerning for Liverpool and Liverpool fans. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely, I mean, Liverpool supporters definitely can, you know, um, point to the injuries that they had. They've had an insane amount of injuries, but I still don't think that excuses, you know, the front three's lack of production. Like Firmino is not playing very well. Mane has been struggling. Salah's been actually all right. He's top scorer in the league, I believe. So yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Maybe it is a um, another uh, ripple effect since the midfielders have to play center back. But now the, I mean, Henderson's injured again, right? I mean, Henderson's super important in that midfield. I don't know what happened to Naby Keita. I don't know, and Fabinho can't even play in the midfield anymore because he he's stuck, you know, mopping up all like the center back duties, I guess. And Allison, I mean, uh, again, uh, unfortunately, his father passed away. But, you know, before that, um, he's had some weird, weird moments. Right? He was just like giving the ball away. I, I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, yeah, some some mistakes. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, signs of frustration. And just like, again, they just don't have that confidence anymore. They really lost it. So I honestly don't know what they're going to do to bounce back. Because now they're, they're, they're fighting for Europe. Honestly, they're fighting Good. for the top four. <laughs> I, I think that would be that would be disastrous, man. Can you can you imagine before the season started that Liverpool would be struggling to finish for a top four finish? That's crazy. I mean, people are saying this is like the worst uh, champions defense ever. I want to say Moyes' defense is worse. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah. Or or I think the, I, I think I think we win that one. I think we win that one. But Jose's, um, do you remember his second stint at Chelsea in that third season? Like he won the league, right? And then the year after, they were just, I don't know what happened. Everything imploded. Right? The, Did they like sack him halfway through? Was that yeah, the yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like 15th or something. And this was before um, the year before Conte, Antonio Conte joined. Was that the year that they won the Champions League as well? No, 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 no. When there was this was twenty fourteen fifteen. Okay, later. Fourteen fifteen. No, no, no. Sorry. Fifteen sixteen. They won the league in the wait, I need to check this again. But it was one of the years like in the mid twenty tens. But um sure, sure. but yeah, this is like Jose's tentacle third season in the second stint at Chelsea, and that's where like the third season meme uh came from. So yeah, I mean the Moyes season, come on. That was, that was bad. Genuinely yeah. depressing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to talk about that because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just it just brings just such sad, sad memories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Moyes is doing great now. He's doing fantastic at West Ham. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I hope he's happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Never come back. But yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, but you know, with 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 all that being said, um, I I know that uh, we we sort of went on some some tangents here and there um, during during this pod, but you know, I think we're just we're just happy off off our win against City and. Uh, you know, just uh, just vibes, right? I mean, again, big to sort of recap, big big three points away from home against the Etihad. We'll, we will see. We have yet to see if we can take advantage of that and maybe build some momentum and start winning some games against uh, first up against AC Milan during this week, and then West Ham um, in the Premier League on the weekend. 
So um, with that being said, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, please feel free to follow us on Twitter. Again, where we're gaining a substantial following. So be a part of the movement at Stretch for Chat on Twitter. Um, and yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us. And we'll see you guys next weekend. Cheers.